What's going on, everyone? And welcome to a very special episode 145 of True to Sides. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Sides. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. Do not adjust your headphones. Do not change the channel. Yes, this is true to size, but today we've got a very special bonus episode for you guys. We are joined by the homie Jimmy Offshore, who is the general manager of StockX Canada, and he's here to talk about the long-anticipated launch of StockX in Canada. Yes, after years of waiting, sneakerheads in Canada can rejoice because StockX is here. Jimmy, thank you for being here. No worries. Glad to be here. Awesome. So like I mentioned, Jimmy is the general manager of StockX Canada, and this is a very special edition of True to Size. And as such, we're going to switch up our usual format a little bit. We're going to start with a few of our favorite games, 21 Guestions, and How Much Is That? Before we get into Jimmy's Soulography, and we close with everything you'll want to know about StockX's launch here in Canada. Jimmy, are you ready? Let's do this, Lawrence. Fantastic. So we're going to start with 21 guestions. It's a little play on 21 questions. I'm sure you, you're married now, so I'm sure you played this. Come on yep. now, of course. You played it a couple times, yep. <laughs> um, so it's very easy, just 21 quick questions. Fire off the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Sure am. Beautiful. Question number one, air or boost? Comfy-wise boost. Nice. Question number two, crew socks or no-shows? Lately, no-shows. Ooh, interesting. It's getting cold. You might have to switch that up. Lotioning the ankles. Uh, Um, (laughs) Question number three, red or blue? Let's go with blue. Blue. (laughs) Question number four, pineapple on pizza? Oh, no. What? Oh, my goodness. No, not at all. That's the wrong answer. Um, (laughs) Question number five, Jordan 1s or Dunks? I'm going to go with Jordan 1s. Question number six, Supreme or Bape? That's a tough one. Let's go with Supreme. (laughs) Nice. I agree. Question number seven, laces tied tight in a bow or hanging and loose? Hanging and loose. Really? Question number eight. What is the largest lake in Canada? Oh, gosh. Let's go with Lake Ontario. <laughs> lake Superior. Very close. It was one of the Great Lakes. <laughs> Question number nine. Glow in the dark or 3M? Glow in the dark. Question number 10. Favorite sneaker brand that's not Nike or Jordan? Not Nike or Jordan. Let's go with Adidas. Beautiful. Question number 11. How many provinces are in Canada? Nine. Ten. The answer is ten. Oh, close. Uh, ten provinces and three territories. I was fully convinced, too. That's horrible. <laughs> You said it was going to be geography on this podcast. Super, super confidently. (laughs) I know, right? Question number 12 Who is the most influential person in sneakers right now? Oh, that's tough to say. I mean, there's so many other folks. I can't name one, to be honest with you. I, I am, I'm okay with that. We'll let you have that one. Question number three. I mean, oh, we'll oh. go with Travis then. I was going to say Travis is usually the, the go-to, but it kind of changes on a whim. It's like every other week there's a new person who's taking the lead. So we'll we'll allow that. Exactly. Question number 13, original boxes or drop fronts? Let's go with original boxes as long as there are no defects. I agree. Question number 14, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, technically, no. Technically, no. What is it then? It's a hot dog. Okay. <laughs> it's its own it's its own category. <laughs> right. Question number 15, favorite place you've ever traveled to? Uh hands down uh, would be 2018 Japan. Damn. I want to go to Japan really bad. You Question gone? No, you I haven't. Think you no. being a sneakerhead, you would have. I know gone. there's so much history there. I will. Uh post pandemic, so okay. that's on my list. Question oh, number fantastic. Question number 16, place you want to travel to next once it's safe, of course. Uh, you know what? It's going to have to be child friendly. So it might just be 
kind of like a resort, to be honest with you, with the beach. I don't have any designated spot. The correct answer to that is Disney World, if they want it to be child-friendly. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, question number 17, favorite Jordan model above the AJ-14? See, that's a tough one, too, because I have the majority of all of them. Let's go with the 15s. 15, classic. Not a popular answer, but classic. I know, I know. Question number 18, what else do you collect other than sneakers? Oh, when I travel, I know this is a bit geeky, but I collect magnets. Magnets? Like refrigerator magnets. Yeah. So yep. you've got a fridge full of magnets. I like it. I do. <laughs> Question number 19, what shoe do you wear the most? Um, What I got r- running over here. You know what? Just recently, I'd probably say it's been the Jordan 5 off-whites. Just the fact that they're relatively new, comfy. I love the silhouette, especially the materials are a little funky, so... It's been that um, past few weeks. You're talking the sale pair or the black pair? Black pair. Nice. The white has a sale pair. Oh, okay, got it. That's a that's a good flex right there. You didn't have to say that, but you did anyways. I like that. <laughs> I, I know. She's not a sneakerhead, but I'm slowly uh, itching her uh, towards it. That's how you do. You got to do it very, very slowly and methodically. And before they know it, they're asking for shoes and then the game's over. Oh, yeah. Like it wasn't even about the brand. It was more so like, hey, it's a beige color. We're going into fall season. This would go with your natural outfit selection. And she was like, yeah, totally. You know, little did she know it's a a Jordan 5 off-white. I like that. I might have to start using that one. (laughs) Question number 20. What is your number one grail? Oh, gosh. I mean, I would probably say the the Travis Scott's Jordan 1s. I mean, that's something I've always wanted. Um, Thankfully, I've been able to get it. So, Yeah, I saw you post those today. So. I was going to say that. Yeah, this morning. Acquired, yeah. <laughs> Question number 21. Would you rather receive your number one grail or three other pairs from your top 10? Uh, you know, I like variety, to be honest with you. So let's go with the latter. Ooh. You know, that's been a more popular answer recently. Like, when we would ask this question a couple of years ago, it was always like number one, but people have been going for more variety. People want to increase the size of their collections. And I honestly, I mess with it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, just look at your background there. I would imagine you'd be the same. I was going to blur it, but yeah. (laughs) All right. So you did pass. This is one of the few people who have actually passed 21 guests. So I do want to give you a silent round of applause for that one. Usually people get negative scores, but you were somewhere in the low teens, which is good. Um, Next, The next game we're going to play is how much is that? And as I mentioned... Jimmy is the general manager of StockX Canada, and this game, we just introduced it a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, sometime during the pandemic, and it's been incredibly popular, and I think it was obviously meant to be, because what we do in this game is we pit two sneakers or more against each other, and all you have to do is tell me which one has the higher last sold price on StockX in a size 9 to keep it consistent. So I'm not saying I have a lot of faith in you, but I mean... I'm expecting a little bit from you here. All right, we'll give it a shot. I mean, first and foremost, <laughs> I'm more of the uh, a, a streetwear person, but yeah, let, let's give it a shot. Next time we have you on, under different circumstances, I'll give you all the different box logos and Supreme Shark hoodies, and you can tell me all the prices of those. Beauty. Sounds good, Lawrence. <laughs> all right, so the first one we have is the Jordan 1 Off-White UNC or the Jordan 1 High Travis Scott coincidentally enough which one between the two has a higher last sold price on stock x in a size nine i'm gonna go with the travis scotts he's going with the travis scotts so what we do is we tell you the one you did not choose first to increase the drama so the last sold price of a size nine jordan one unc on stock x is two thousand five hundred and fifty three canadian dollars now 
The Jordan 1 High Travis Scott last sold price on stock X in a size 9 is $2,326, making it $200 less than the off-whites. So you just bought your Travis Scott. Hey. So you could have bought UNC's. And you would have I know. Been... <laughs> I have both. I, oh, you have both. Selfishly, I have both. But yeah, the, those prices fluctuate week over week. But I, I give you guys that. No, it's insane. I agree with you. They keep going up and down like it's crazy. Next, the last one. This is where you can break even. Nike Dunk Low SB Tiffany, the original low cut one. We all know that mm-hmm. prices on dunks have been skyrocketing lately. Oh, or huge resurgence. Yeah, it's been insane. It's been beautiful to see. I'm a big dunk guy. Or two pairs of Nike Dunk SB Low Ben & Jerry's. So it's either the two pairs of Ben & Jerry's or the one pair of Dunk SB Low Tiffany. Yeah, give me a second to think about this, Lawrence. I know the Ben & Jerry's have dropped recently since the release and prices are coming down quite staggering over the last two months. Um, and the Tiffany's been hot for, for a long time now. Those are like coveted sneakers. That versus two pairs. All right, I'm going to take a wild guess and I'm going to go with the Tiffany's being higher. Ooh, a bold choice. And like I said, as we do, we do the one you did not choose first. And that's two pairs of Nike Dunk Low SB Ben & Jerry's, one of the hottest shoes of the year, no doubt about it. Two mm-hmm. pairs. One pair sells for $1,595. So multiply that by two and you're at $3,190. Are you still feeling confident? Not so sure now. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So the last sold price of a Tiffany Dunk Low size 9 dead stock on stock X is... This one shocked me a little bit. Four thousand one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Right, there we go. So you broke Redemption. even. Redemption indeed. All right. So really quickly now, before we get into the whole stock X opening in Canada thing, which is exciting a ton of people, we want to know just kind of what got you personally into sneakers. Like how did you, Jimmy, get started in this sneaker game? Oh my god. This this probably goes back early nineties, I want to say elementary school. And uh, really, you know, a lot of it was kind of um, sought through from just sports in general. I was a huge NBA fan and, you know, it was primarily watching TV during summertime and seeing all the different players kind of, you know, do their shoe releases from the Grandmama Johnsons to the Penny Hardaways to the Jordans to obviously the dynasty of the Bulls from the 80s all the way up to the 90s. So I think that's where some of the general passion came in and, you know, it became a point where I was bartering my my lunch <laughs> for, <laughs> with my allowance in grade five and six. Like my mom would give me, you know, five dollars to get a patty and a drink. And she's like, hey, make sure you have lunch. And, you know, don't just put it to bad use and buy video games, which <laughs> I bought. I also bought video games, but primarily it was saving up for whatever was released. And, you know, just looking at your background, Lawrence, there was a lot of times where I would grab food, but I would also go to the closest Sivu uh, play to see what was releasing during that same week so shout out to see who play there um but yeah you know that that's kind of where it all started and it trickled from there i do have to throw in that i did used to work at see play so maybe i saw you at one point at the vaughn location who knows no this was at this was at the, the jane location so ah, the jane probably location. not damn yep. so our paths never crossed that's all right shout out to see play they were the low-key banger back in the day absolutely they truly were love that place all right and one more What's keeping you into sneakers now? So aside from the obvious and your uh, chosen career path, what's kind of keeping you in, interested and involved in the sneaker game now so many years later? You know what? I mean, I'm just excited to see the, the different innovation, collaboration that's happening 
and you look at our marketplace, there's just blurred lines between what was preconceived as like a suggested MSRP price. You know, you look at Gen Z, um, they're looking at it in a totally different limelight. I mean, I would like to consider myself a somewhat of a fashionista. So sneakers have always kind of been part of what makes the overall outfit, whether it be a cap, sneakers, specific laces, and maybe just like a throwback vintage top is kind of my low-key wardrobe. And I've been fortunate enough over the last few years to kind of dress and feel as I want in, in certain work environments. So I think that's what keeps me going. And I think just the other place is just, you know, I, I just love sneakers in general, very similar to you. Um, you know, it's a culmination of my my upbringing, everything from from music to clothing to just hip hops, uh, you know, in the early 90s, sneakers, just kind of part of that overall lifestyle. That's a very well constructed and beautiful answer. Um, one more quick thing, because you mentioned it, is it sneakers and then outfit or is it outfit and then sneakers when you're getting dressed in the morning? Yeah, you know, like, it depends, really. Like if I'm opening up my closet and I look at a, a specific color palette or textured outfit, then I'd probably be like, hey, these sneakers would probably go. I mean, my collection is probably not as huge as yours, but I'm about 180 sneakers deep. But I'm continuously buying, reselling. And to your point, just, you know, looking at every release to see what I can grab just to, to mix things up a bit. I love that you keep throwing um, compliments about my collection my way. But after you just said your collection, you do have more shoes than me. So I don't know if that makes you feel good or bad about yourself, but that's another topic for another day. Um, makes me feel bad and broke. No, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> that might have to be the title of the episode, Bad and Broke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Caption it. <laughs> bad and Broke. Um, so as we mentioned, as we've been teasing, as we've been hearing about, we've been hearing the rumors for, it seems like months now, StockX Canada is officially launching in Canada. They have been present in Canada for quite some time, but there's an official launch happening today because this episode is going to release tomorrow. Um, so Jimmy, just give us the full quick kind of little rundown of StockX opening Canada. What do we need to know? Like right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited first and foremost. And and really, you know, when you look at StockX, um, we're just rapidly, um, rapidly growing, um, you know, from a global footprint um, perspective. The Toronto AC, um, which is kind of the short term for authentication center, um, it's actually going to be one out of three uh, centers that's going to be launching this quarter. So um, the hopes of that is it's going to be increasing the overall company's global network by 50%, right? For us, really, the main differentiator for us is our sophisticated supply chain. Um, you look at a whole bunch of other marketplaces within our realm. We pretty much designated and defined what an actual sneaker authenticator was, right? You look back five, 10 years ago, that role never really existed. And really, we're, we're the pioneers, the benchmark. We're kind of the status quo when people are looking at specific items, whether it be for, for resale or just looking to cop something. Um, so obviously... Well, with the hopes of us expanding into Canada, really, for, for me, it's how do we leverage our current platform but provide a better user experience for Canadians, right? This is looking at all of our research, our pain points, and really listening to what folks had to say on social about what we can actually truly do. So that's enhancing our experience. And what I could tell you right now at this time, um, you have myself uh, based out of Toronto, which is pretty cool, right? I'm not out of Detroit yeah, pretending amazing. to be a Canadian entity and saying, hey, well, I live in T.O. and I represent TDOT, so uh, truly authentic. I've been here my entire life, and we've got a team of nearly 20 full-time team members. Um, so we're all staffed up, ready to go. The team is just hyped for it. And our facility is just not too far. Uh, I'm in Mimico. We're just 
located just a little bit um, further away in the in the suburbs of Saga. So that's kind of what you need to know uh, in the immediate uh, sense. That's I'm really excited because I'm a frequenter buyer and seller on StockX. So personally, even just from a personal level, I'm incredibly excited for all of that. Um, cool. So what kind of changes can Canadians kind of expect to see on StockX who buy and or sell um, now that it's expanded into Canada? If you've got the Toronto AC, what can tr- Canadians expect to see differently now on the platform? Yeah, you know what? I think um, at the highest level, you know, obviously bringing a, a physical brick and mortar facility to Canada. Um, you know, if you're buying and selling, there's a specific route time that takes about 48 hours, right? For items to either get to the authentication center, get verified and also sent out to you. What that is going to do is really minimize and cut that time. I wouldn't say in half, but I would would say it's pretty drastic. Like if you were to buy an item, the seller sends it out within that 48 time frame, we'll authenticate it the same day, and then it'll go out to you. So it should drive more local supply. It should reduce um, well, actually, it should enhance or make the, the service faster. And I think ultimately, which is the biggest pain point that I've realized from our research and just the general chatter is the lower fees. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. The lower fees and no duties, ladies and gentlemen. Say it again. Uh, which I'm sure we'll probably get no <laughs> duties, lower <laughs> fees for the third time, which I'm sure we're going to get into a bit more detail about how that works and, and why it's beneficial. But um, yeah, I'm super excited. Obviously, those are just some of the high levels of what we're going to be um, doing over the next little bit, but obviously continuing to enhance the user experience as uh, time goes on. As you mentioned, we are going to get to that a little bit later, but I my ears perked up a little bit when I heard the the D word, the uh, duty word. Yeah, you, you had <laughs> over the ear headphones on and it still perked up somehow through them. Like I can pushed, see them. Yeah, they pushed out the side like many ears on my head. Um, so why did StockX kind of decide they needed to expand up north? Like what kind of trends were you guys seeing? Were you guys getting in the reports and being like, wow, these Canadians spend way too much on sneakers? Um, like what helped make the decision that you guys needed to push your, uh, interests up into the north of Canada? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, outside of Canadians spending way too much on Timmy's, poutine, maple syrup, all the Canadian stereotypes Americans would like to think there's a huge sneaker marketplace here. And, you know, there are folks like yourself in the throngs that have really, um, I think, developed the overall sneaker community to where it is today. But I think first and foremost, I mean, if you look geographically, we are the closest country to our U.S. headquarters, which is just in Detroit, uh, you know, adjacent from Windsor. Um, and there's just a huge influence of folks um, that are really uh, shaped it overall. we got a strong network of brands. Um, there's a ton of different boutique uh, brick and mortar stores here kind of representing um, and you, you just think about the overall journey of where sneakers has come from, from the influence of L.A. on the West Coast to NYC to Chi-Town, to the influence that it's had on NBA and just our recent championship of the Raptors run. Right. We saw a huge surge of just, you know, Jordan OVOs, the Raptor OVO colorways. Um, and I think really is just hitting home. So I think that's first and foremost why we decided to invest in this. And then the other piece is, I mean, we've been operational and serving customers here for the last three years. The research and the numbers obviously stated that if you had, you know, more focus on here, more marketing, um, you know, I think maybe better overall user experience and enhancing certain things. There's, there was a huge opportunity here. So I, I think from a business standpoint, as well as a community standpoint, it was a no brainer for us. So you kind of like you touched on the big uh, the big question for everybody who's going to want to who listens to this podcast, who is going to want to know, 
the duty fees. So we have uh, we have a website, CanadaGotSold.ca, and there's two articles on that website that bread and butter, like we get messages for, about them every single week in our DM on the website. People will contact us. And that's buying on StockX as a Canadian and selling on StockX as a Canadian. Because it is a different experience compared, it was a different experience compared to our... Uh, American counterparts. And the main thing that people were concerned of, people will DM me and be like, hey, I bought a shoe for $400. What's my duty fee going to be? And I'm like, well, I'm not uh, a government official, so I don't have the answer for you. But uh, yeah, it was just a lot of people concerned. Wait, because you don't, you don't work in our customer service department, Lawrence? <laughs> I, honestly, some days I feel like I do. I feel like there's some days I'm defending you. Like it's not stock X charging you the duties, but that's a, <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. That's an ongoing battle. Yeah. It's. Uh, I can only imagine, and I noticed you guys had added the uh, little disclaimer that you guys are not in charge of it, and it's true. For anybody listening, it was not StockX just secretly stealing your money. It was the government of Canada secretly stealing your yeah. money. So you mentioned... That is correct. You, I was going to say there's a little highlight <laughs> that you can expand the question mark, and Justin Trudeau's face pops up. Exactly. No, I'm yeah. kidding. That feature is not <laughs> available on our platform. Yet. Not Yet. Yeah. <laughs> or now it won't have to be. So you mentioned the worst nightmare of all Canadians buying from anywhere really is duties. How mm. is this going to help people who are afraid and fearful of the dreaded duty fees on their purchases from StockX? Yeah, I mean, the last thing you need is a DM from a creeper, but getting a DM from DHL is probably partly as worse. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're buying from us, um, really, the ultimate goal here is to provide Canadians transparency. So, um, obviously, to your point, there is a disclaimer now throughout the checkout flow implying that, hey, um, you know, you're buying this item, all any all additional fees or duties are applied to this at checkout. Obviously, if you're buying it from a Canadian uh, seller, you would actually won't incur any type of duties at all. So it, it won't show anything. It would just be a straight up transaction and uh, away you go with, uh, you know, zero dollars on the back end and you have a happy customer for, um, for the most part. That is music to everyone's ears it's also encouragement for all the canadians out there if you want to see less duty fees that means you gotta sell more as a canadian so you can buy more as a canadian we can just take over the entire platform like forget everybody else it'll just be all canadians sign selling and buying on the platform and you won't have to worry about it that's that's my word of advice for everybody all 38 million people mamas grandmas everyone let's get on it we can we can take over easily like the mail-in votes in the american election we're just going to slowly creep up and take over StockX. <laughs> yeah i uh, mean there's only 38 million of us which is probably the same population as california but yeah. we're, we're small and mighty so yeah exactly that's it's about our our will together not separately yeah, so, yeah. i mean you've seen the movie 300 Exactly. That's a great example. It's just 38 million. That sounds a lot more frightening than 300. I'll tell you that. So there. It's a bigger number. It is a huge, much, I, I'm not a mathematician, but it's at least double. Um, so <laughs> StockX obviously is at the top of the mountain when it kind of comes to the sneaker reselling stuff. Um, you are the original marketplace in terms of sneaker reselling. Um, but we're really rapidly seeing an expansion of both consignment stores. Um, you're seeing eBay pushing for their platform for more sneaker sales. What's uh, StockX kind of trying to do to set themselves apart? Because you guys started with the leg up and you've maintained the leg up, but how are you going to continue to see that leg up into the future? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, our legs are pretty strong right now and they're going to continue to be leg ups. <laughs> um, Every day is leg day. Foremost, exactly, right? Uh, I think for the most part, you know, at our core, it's been our authentication process, right? We've been the true OGs of the industry. We've been the disruptor that kind of came into a marketplace where 
um, something of this nature wasn't available, right? You look at the supply fulfillment, transparency, and just being able to look at different trends and sales volumes of specific sneakers that never really existed. Um, so obviously, I think number one, um, that's going to be one. And I would say it, it's a proven process. We've probably authenticated millions and millions of sneakers and still counting, right? And I would also mention that our process lives entirely in-house, right? We have a very robust training program with some very experienced authenticators who have been in the game for a very long time. So it's tried, true, and trusted. Um, I mean, I think that sounds like a Dodge Ram commercial, but um, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, that, that that's what it is. And that has allowed us to really help deliver a seamless end-to-end customer experience, right? This disruptive model. Um, and, and I think the other piece is just really us working well with one-of-a-kind uh, brand partnerships uh, over the next little while. So we'll start to see that emerge, um, you know, in the near future. Um, and I think, you know, how do we stay on top of the mountain? It's the continued in- international expansion. So I'll give you a quick rundown. After opening up uh, an office last year in Tokyo, um, we officially launched, uh, you know, the platform in Japan. Um, earlier this spring, um, we, the launch included language and payment localization in, in Asia, and we're very hyper-focused on key global markets. And obviously, Canada, Toronto is kind of the main melting pot. Um, that was a no-brainer. So um, I think one way that you stay ahead of the curve is you do your due diligence and realize where the opportunity is and you go towards it. That's also very exciting. I heard brand partnerships. And once again, my ears perked up. But we'll we'll save that for another day as well. Um, what, uh, what are you personally most ex- excited to see coming down the pipeline with StockX Canada? Because I'm sure you guys have a bunch of stuff lined up. I'm sure the pandemic put a, a wrench in the machine a little bit when it was supposed to be a lot smoother. Yeah. But uh, what are you personally uh, excited to see coming down the pipeline? Um, you know what? I mean, t- today's a great day. We're, we're really just at the pinnacle and early infancy stage of StockX, specifically in Canada. Um, I would like to say global dominance, but I'll probably be more PR friendly and call it global <laughs> and category expansion, mm. as they would like me to reference it as. Um, but, you know, we're, we're looking at diversifying our, our vertical. Obviously, we know the bread and butter of folks will be coming to us for sneakers. There is a, you know, cross-blended uh, medium when you look at streetwear in general a lot of that stuff really kind of ties two and two together so outside of you know apparel accessories collectibles um you know most recently we actually got into uh, electronics so we look towards the holidays there's some hep, uh, um, pent-up demand for some of the ps5 the xboxes you got the new iphone 12s coming out next week where pre-orders just started happening so we know these coveted items uh, and, and scarcity of them is going to be driving up demand. So these are some other, you know, um, items that we're looking into uh, growing our, our, our vertical base. That's, uh, yeah, I noticed that, like, I feel like you guys drop stuff on the on the platform, like electronics. And like, I've personally bought some Disney stuff on there. And I was like, there's Disney, shop Disney merchandise on here. This is insane. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He knows personally. He saw my, my oh, yeah. order go I through. checked your account. <laughs> checked. Yep. Um, so I love that you guys are continuously expanding. And the whole authentication thing is obviously um, the bread and butter, like you mentioned. Um, Jimmy, I want to thank you for being here. I know you are having a very, very, very busy week, busy couple days for sure. Um, so this has been awesome. Awesome to have you here and give everyone in Canada the peace of mind that StockX is finally here after all the rumors you've heard. And uh, we hope, hope, hope it's a successful launch. And we also hope to have you back very soon. If once, you know, maybe six months down the line, we'll get an update on how things are going and we can uh, see how things rock. 
But Jimmy, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And thank you to all the listeners who have listened. Um, if you would like to follow Jimmy on Instagram and DM, DM him all your questions about uh, about the Prime Minister of Canada, you can find him at StockX oh, Sneakers. Jimmy, thank awesome. you for being yeah, here. <laughs> happy, happy to be here, man. All right, Pleasure. man. Take care. Thank you very much. And to all the listeners, peace.